Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! When's the last time you went to the city dump? Unbelievable. We'll get to that in a minute. We got a bunch of other stuff to get to first. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television, or maybe you are streaming on the ESPN MT app. Appreciate you for tuning in, no matter how you're uh, listening in or following along. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here in Missoula, Montana. Happy to be here. Do this every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. Missoula Broadcasting is where we're at, and uh, we've been locally owned and operated for more than 15 years and very happy to say so. ton of stuff going on. Great to see any of you out there that I saw last night. It was the Missoula Downtown Association barbecue last night and ran into a lot of listeners, a lot of, of folks, and uh, always nice to hear the kind feedback. So appreciate you for always saying hello and uh, letting me know that you listen. It, it makes it worth it, you know, to know that there's a lot of people out there that are real-life people just hanging out in the community, listening to our radio show. So I uh, appreciate it. We got an update for you on the Class AA, the State AA, I should say, American Legion Baseball Tournament that played out here in Missoula over the last week or so. The Helena Senators are the champions for the second time in three years. We're also going to continue talking Big Sky Conference football in both hour number one and hour number two. We got a $50 gift card for you from Town Pump coming up uh, at about 4.30, so stay tuned for that. 888-1029 is how you're going to reach us. That's 888-1029. When I let you know, you can call and you, uh, you'll you have an opportunity to win 50 bucks from Town Pump. We're going to keep doing Big Sky Conference word and or phrase association with uh, all the teams. Also... Catherine Burkoff, who's a Missoula product, Missoula native, Missoula Hellgate graduate, she is certainly a Olympic hopeful, I think we could say, at this point. She has won eight gold medals on the world stage. She's competing at the world championships right now. <coughs> and uh, she's had some world-class times over the last couple of years. She's swimming at NC State, and her college career wraps up this next year, 2024. So hopefully it lines up for her to, to try to qualify for the Olympics. That got me thinking... She's a swimmer, by the way, if I didn't mention that backstroker, one of the best backstrokers on the on the planet. That got me thinking, though, about other Olympians from Montana. So I found a cool list, and I definitely heard of most of these people, but I hadn't heard of a couple of them. So we'll go through some Olympians from Montana, since those, uh, those Olympic hopefuls like Burkhoff and maybe even Duncan Hamilton, too. They got my wheels spinning a little bit. We'll also talk some Women's World Cup. Top of the hour, top of the 5 o'clock hour, our ESPN roundtable featuring 
an old friend, but somebody who hasn't joined us in a little while, Alex Eshelman. She is the uh, the head of all things digital media at the Big Sky Conference, formerly of SWX Montana Television. So she used to join us weekly here on Nuanas Now, and it's been a little while since she's been on the air with me. I've been on the air with her quite a bit uh, during the Big Sky Tournament particularly, but she's back from the Big Sky kickoff, uh, so we'll talk all things Big Sky Conference football with her as well. And uh, then a pre-show audible that's going to be awesome. We were going to keep talking Women's World Cup in hour number two, and we will talk a little bit about it as well because the United States national team plays tonight, uh, right after this show, actually. And uh, I can't wait to watch the uh, the action. We also have the Montana Gatorade Player of the Year coming in studio. Brady Reed, he's a sophomore, I guess junior now to be, at Missoula Hellgate. He is uh, one of the most prodigious and accomplished young soccer players that this state has ever seen. That's that's completely true. And uh, he's a young man with an incredible future. And we've been trying to, to uh, connect with him for a little while. Uh, but he's a really busy guy. He's been doing all this training and all these uh, Olympic development-type programs. And, and uh, so we, we got him tracked down. He's coming in the studio. So uh, myself, Andrew Houghton, we will have a great interview with the uh, Montana Gatorade Player of the Year out of Missoula Hellgate. Brady Reed. So there's your uh, show outlook here uh, on Nuanas now. The uh, the most, I guess, the latest state champion, and it's sort of interesting because forever the Legion Baseball Championship was the de facto high school baseball state championship in Montana because there was no high school baseball in Montana. Well, now there is high school baseball in Montana, and uh, Polson was the first ever high school baseball state champion. But the uh, American Legion teams are still very competitive because there's only one city in Montana that has two of them, and that's Billings. The rest just have one. And, and so it's the best of the best. I mean, it's like an all-star team of of the the top teenage, like high school-aged kids. And so it's always very competitive. And the, the way the state tournament works is it rotates around to the AA cities. It's not an earned thing. It's, it's just... Um, it's on a rotational basis, but it was Missoula's turn to host the tournament this year. And so there's been uh, 15 total games down there at uh, Lindbergh Craig Field, uh, the Missoula Mavericks field there, right off a of tower um, down by Missoula Big Sky High School. And the tournament came to a head today. Both the uh, Helena Centers and, B- and Billing Scarlets got uh, complete game shutouts from their starters. In the in the action yesterday to punch tickets to today's championship game, and then the Scarlets they needed to beat the Senators to force a second championship game, but instead Helena completes their undefeated run through the Double uh, A championship, and the Senators beat the Billings Scarlets two to one today. Senators scored runs in both the bottom of the fifth and the bottom of the sixth. This just got over like forty five minutes ago, so I was trying to effort to find somebody to give us a box score, but I wasn't able to find it. But I, I did see some of the streams. So I, I do know that the uh, the Senators scored runs in both the, the 6th and the 7th, excuse me, the 5th and the 6th, and they got a scoreless top of the 7th uh, from their pitcher, and uh, they pull out a 2-1 to one win uh, over the Scarlets. That's th- uh, two titles in the last three years, excuse me, from uh, for the Helena Senators, and uh, it's been a great run. They, they've been unbelievably good. They've, they've put together multiple double-digit uh in, in terms of numbers of games, winning streaks over the last couple of years. And uh, Helena, they move uh, into now alone in fourth place in state titles in American Legion history. They have five overall. Only the Billings Scarlets, who have 10, the Missoula Mavericks, who have eight, and the Billings Royals, who have seven, have any more than Helena's now five uh, AA state titles. So we'll find somebody from the Senators and to have them as a part of the show in the next week or so. But congratulations to Helena. The Coleman, I mean, they were the best team. They were the number one seed. They, they had been so great all year long, and uh, they get the job done by going undefeated at the state tournament. It's a really good showing there uh, by the Senators. Before we get into Big Sky football talk here uh, on Nuanas Now, uh, Andrew, I wanted to ask you before we have the young man in the studio, uh, just to give people a little bit of background about Brady Reed, we've we've talked about him a little bit here. Uh, th- this kid, I mean, the numbers and the accomplishments already speak for themselves, but but this kid uh, has something really special, 
And uh, I think that a lot of people, including his family, know it. And uh, they're trying to get him the best opportunities that they can. But this kid's been really busy, so that's kind of been why it's been hard to track him down. But we're very excited to have him in. Uh, very rare that in any sport in Montana high school uh, athletics that a sophomore wins Gatorade Player of the Year, uh, let alone a, a physical uh, demanding sport like soccer. So that's a pretty impressive accomplishment for the, uh, the Hellgate, uh, now I guess junior to be. Yeah, and completely deserved, too. He's a guy who uh, played a big part on Hellgate State title winning team last year as a freshman. This year he comes out and he leads the state in assists in the high school season, uh, has the winning assist in the state title game. It was a one nothing win for Hellgate in the state title game. Brady Reed creates the goal with a, a 50- or 60-yard run down the left side of the field and across into the box that, that Luca Musco had a good finish on for the only goal of that game. Then he goes on, he wins uh, one of the most prestigious youth soccer tournaments around the Dallas Cup uh, as part of an Olympic development program team. I mean, he's a guy who's been big into the Olympic development program, and that's something where, uh, you know, it's really it's really based on merit. You have, you have tryouts, you have regional teams. Brady Reed made the national team and goes on and wins Dallas Cup with that team uh, a month or two ago. So just continuing to stack achievements on achievements, I think um, part of what I'm super interested to talk to him about is is what are the next steps for him? How do, yeah. how, how do you navigate sort of the the twisted and complicated pipeline of, of soccer development in this country, particularly coming out of a state like Montana where there's not a ton of options? But he's a guy who certainly has the talent to go and do some big things. So that's coming up 5.30, our 40-15, featuring Brady Reed of Missoula Hellgate, the Gatorade Player of the Year in soccer. So uh, looking forward to that. I mentioned the dump. I won't go into the – I mean, the mundane details of why I was at the dump are irrelevant. But I would say this. If you – and this is not some sort of environmentalist message, although I do think environmentalism and conservation are very important – but if you are one of, of most of us, just you know, many, many Americans around the country that just sort of take things like waste management for granted, that uh, if you're just sort of mindless about what you're throwing away and the way that your garbage works, I would strongly encourage you to go to the dump and just, and just check it out. Maybe you have a load to drop off, whatever. It's uh, it's quite a, a spectacle. The logistical organization and the efficiency of it is unbelievable. The amount of waste is crazy. And uh, then you think about, I mean, it starts making you feel real small when you think about just, you know, the dump in a small Montana town and then how many people live in the world. And, uh, yeah, we, I mean, I don't even know if I want to opine on it. I would just say it is a life experience that you should do because it will just make you be more mindful about your waste, and and also you'll be way more appreciative of the waste management uh, people that take care of things like the the landfill in Missoula and around Montana. On a much happier note, no one is now ESPN Radio. You can always stream the show, 1029ESPN.com. And uh, if you want to get a hold of us, 406-888-1029. Remember that because about 20 minutes from now, hooking you up with a Town Pump gift card. Uh, one more piece of follow-up here. Yesterday on the business angle, Justin Angle and I talked about the astronomical co- uh, the contract for uh, Mbappe, the uh, the French star who, who signed with the Saudi Arabian club for uh, $775 million. Uh, this, uh, this listener is a good friend of mine, so he just texted me on my personal phone and he said, I was listening to the business angle this morning. I thought your guys' uh, conversation about Kylian Mbappe was... Fascinating, but uh, I think you guys missed the main point about Mbappe's contract when it comes to Saudi Arabia and the ROI, uh, the ROI on their the return on investment for these massive astronomical contracts. He said the ROI isn't the money. They're never concerned with the money. The ROI is the state of mind and creating distractions that change the way people think about them and associate with them. So, I mean, that's sort of what sports washing is. And we certainly talked about sports washing within the scope of the business angle, and it's not something that I'm naive to, although I, I wish I knew more about it so I could articulate more uh, fluid thoughts about uh, about it. Uh, I do know in broad premise what, what what's going on or, or I guess what the, the theory is of what might be going on, but it's a good point. 
The return on investment for Kylian Mbappe has nothing to do with actual money. It has to do with a lot of other things, and that in itself is why uh, sort of this uh, this mass effort by Saudi Arabia to acquire a variety of different sporting um, entities is is interesting to say the least, and and absolutely controversial uh, in, in its most extreme extrapolation. So. Uh, great text, great feedback. Thanks for uh, hitting us up. Also, uh, Justin Herbert, who's a guy that's uh, a familiar name around here, obviously a huge star in the NFL, but also a guy that has ties to the state of Montana. His dad, Mark, actually ran track at, uh, at the University of Montana, and his uh, brother, Mitch, played football at Montana State for the Bobcats. And Justin Herbert, once upon a time, almost went to Montana State. Well, he ended up at Oregon. He ended up being a multi-year starter there for the Ducks. Then he ended up being the number six overall pick by the Chargers. And now he's the richest player in the NFL. He signed a $262.5 million deal. Uh, the guarantees are crazy. His base salary next year is going to be $53 million, making him the highest paid player in the NFL right now. And it also makes it pretty much ensures that Guys like Joe Burrow and uh, whoever's next is certainly going to get paid an astronomical amount of money as well. Also, Saquon Barkley signed his tender. We'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow uh, with uh, Carolyn. The chicken doesn't know sports, but Saquon Barkley, he doesn't get the the $13 million he he was initially wanting, but he does get $10 million, which is uh, certainly more than I thought he was going to get. So uh, we'll see. But just a one-year deal, incentive-laden, certainly, uh, with the New York Giants to stay there uh, in the Big Apple. Time now for the Brawl of the Wild by the Miles, presented by Town Pump. Town Pump, great place to get fueled up no matter where you're going in Montana. They are going to keep us on the road all football season long. About 15 minutes, we got a $50 gift card for you to Town Pump. Town Pump took uh, Andrew to and from Spokane, and uh, we really just appreciate them so much for going all in on uh, with us and, and helping us get around. And uh, no matter where you're at in Montana, there's a town pump near you. Uh, I was thinking about this yesterday, Andrew. It's it's very interesting to me, like, the way that various programs in the Big Sky Conference handle the football media weekend. Some, the, the, the players that you choose to bring, they're sort of chosen for you. Like, for example, I, I think that, the league knows a, a, a few days ahead of time, or, or maybe even a, lo- a little bit ahead of time, but I, I guess what I'm saying is the offensive and defensive players of the year preseason are almost certainly going to be there. But then other schools, like the, the Cats and the Grizz, for example, they usually, usually always try to bring some of their most well-spoken guys, but also guys that aren't like the super-duper stars. Stars for sure, but I wasn't surprised they didn't bring Tommy Malott this year because – He's going to do so many interviews throughout the season. He's probably going to be at every press conference every single week at Montana State. You know, he's he's going to be under this spotlight. He's going to have a lot of media responsibilities. He's great at it. I don't think it 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 uh, impacts him in anything but a, a positive fashion. He's such a good speaker and such a good talker. But um, I do get what what Montana's trying to do. You know, then there's the the uh, programs that just bring. Their biggest stars, their most marketable guys. I mean, Northern Colorado was sort of in this uh, boat. Of course, they brought Jacob Sermon and David Hogue, the quarterback and the defensive end. Those are the the most known players on their team. This is all to say that it got me thinking. We're doing some Big Sky Conference word association, and my my word association, my phrase association for Weber State was still giant. Weber. Every year for the last, I don't know, probably eight, nine, ten years, at least one of the two players they bring to the Big Sky kickoff is just the biggest dude there. And multiple people mentioned that in their interviews with us, Andrew. Uh, both the Montana State guys said, oh, yeah, it was great getting to know everybody. And, and man, like those Weber guys are, are uh, pretty impressive when you meet them live and in person. Once upon a time, they brought Asua Opeta, who's now playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, he's walking around, and you're just looking at this guy. You're like... That guy looks different than everybody else here. Everybody here is a phenomenal Division I level football player, obviously, but some of the best players in the league. Weber always brings at least one get-off-the-bus-first guy. And, and you were talking yesterday about how so little it seemed has changed in terms of Weber State's culture and, and their brand. Uh, 
And this is just another sort of extension of that. Jay, or Jay Hill always did that. Now Mickey Mental seems to take the same deal. Bring the guys that are the first guys you want to come off the bus and, and uh, you know, strut your stuff. Who cares if they're good interviews? We're going to make a statement to the conference with how just big and intimidating our guys are. Yeah, helps, of course, when you've always got a, an all-conference-level offensive that's lineman right, to just right. pick every year. Uh, or defensive guy, or, or defensive lineman. They always have both of those every year. But it, you're right. It speaks to the, the strength of their team. I mean, it speaks to who they are and, and what they've built around. Uh, yeah, I think, just going back to your original question, I think that um, this year was a really good year for it at the Big Sky Conference. I thought everybody was was well-spoken because sometimes yeah. you you do get the teams who just uh, they've they've got one or two all-conference guys. They're bringing those guys regardless of how good they are with the media. Uh, this year, I think we were we were lucky in that a lot of the all-conference guys did happen to be good with the media. And for I mean, sure. Mon- I mean, Montana brought their two best guys with the media. I mean, A.J. Forbes has his own podcast, and he's great with the media. And, right. You know, Trajan Cotton, he's one of the most interesting guys we have on this show from the Montana side of things every year. Yeah, and Montana State sort of went that way, too. I mean, Sean yeah. Chambers, even though he, he he's not technically even the, the starting quarterback, Good talker, like I, I and just, also what a story! Like that's a it's just a great move on Montana State's part because with Chambers there, so many people are just going to write a story about yep. him and then him, you know, falling out of favor at Wyoming and following Brent Vegan to Montana State and then having this resurgence in his career and you know having a complete rebirth and, and becoming a, a bona fide true standout player in the Big Sky. Yeah, I think. Um I'm wondering if it has to do with just how much more media responsibility there is now at the at the conference media days. I mean, you've got totally. the TV stage with the setup, and maybe schools are are more uh, yeah, that's a good more point. cognizant of that. It's a good point for sure. Uh, it's just very interesting the way everybody sort of deals with it, and it also just shows you just how how vast the conference is. I mean. Most teams in the Big Sky still recruit pretty regionally, so you get a little bit of the flavor. You know, it's not that surprising to me that a lot of times the Weber State guys, it's walk softly and carry a big stick, right? They're the biggest dudes there, but they're also a lot of times the most soft-spoken guys there. That's also a direct reflection of their former head coach, Jay Hill, and then a lot of the culture that they've built. It's always just so interesting then, too, talking to the Cal Poly and the UC Davis guys because it's just a 100% guarantee that they're smart because they they go to Cal Poly and UC Davis, so they go to the elite uh, uh, institutions. So, anyways, it's just it's fun to, to sort of uh, analyze the way that the schools choose who they bring to these events. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, it's our Brawl of the Wild by the Mile, Big Sky Conference Word Association. So that was my, my, uh, my Weber State word was just giants because uh, they always bring their big dudes. What do you got for Weber? I think sort of piggybacking on your point, my phrase here for Weber is just they're doubling down, right? They're yeah. they're going back to the well that made them successful, even though uh, Mickey Mental, of course, taking over as head coach. And I thought that it was, uh, like you said, obvious from the guys that they had there, right? They bring a do- dominant offensive lineman in Noah Atagi. They bring the conference's preseason defensive player of the year in Winston Reed. Uh, a dominant offensive lineman, a great linebacker. It just feels like Weber State football in a nutshell to me. 100%. Uh, how about Sacramento State? Uh, my phrase for them is short memories, and I don't mean they need short memories. I mean that it seems like the rest of the conference sort of has short memories. Sac State's on one of the, the better runs of the modern era in the Big Sky. They went 23-1 and over the last three years in Big Sky Conference play. There's only been probably, I'm trying to think it by head, there's probably, I would say there's been less than 20 undefeated runs through the conference over the last 25 years. Montana had uh, 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 several of them in the mid-2000s. Eastern Washington also had, I believe, two. But Sac State has gone undefeated in the conference two times in three years, and then they only lost one conference game that other third year. So uh, I get why... I get why Sack wasn't like an overwhelming pick. They did get a, a, a vote in the coaches' poll. They got a couple votes in the media poll, but in terms of first place. And I know that Troy Taylor was such a huge part of Sacramento State's success, but I think the fact that they got staff continuity, they've recruited really, really well. They've always had a really, recruit, a really fertile recruiting base to draw from. I just think that... Everybody else in the conference seems to have short memories. I know I'm – Andrew and I are sort of stuck because he is a little higher on Weber State, and I think Weber's good. And I, I think all of his reasons for being high on Weber State are, are very valid, particularly the fact that they have probably the easiest of the of the playoff contenders in the league in terms of schedule. 
But I also think that people are sleeping on Sacramento State a little bit. If they hit at quarterback, I think they have a chance to be pretty dang good. They have some defining games on their schedule that are certainly going to move the needle one way or the other. When they play Idaho to open conference play, certainly a huge game. When they play in Missoula against Montana on November 4th under the lights at Washington Grizzly Stadium, absolutely a huge game. But my my phrase for Sac State is short memories because I think the rest of the league sort of has a short memory. And uh, they just can't get any respect, man. Even though they're getting a little bit of respect, it's I don't know. I just I still feel like they're underrated right now. Yeah, and I think, you know, for me, the phrase was uh, eyes wide open. I think they're really clear-eyed about what it takes to be a contender in this conference, even yep. without Troy Taylor. And that was the sense that I got from talking with, with Marshall Martin and Armand Bailey, the players who they brought but also, obviously, from Andy Thompson. Just really, really impressed with Coach Thompson. Obviously, we've talked with him a bunch on the show, done interviews with him for, for Skyline Sports Stories. I've always had a great time talking with him. This was my first time meeting with him face-to-face and just really impressed by how straightforward he was and, and how much he seemed, obviously, to grasp what you really need to do to contend for a conference championship in this conference. I think that they're going to... They're going to carry that attitude forward. I don't think they, they've lost that with Troy Taylor. Now, maybe they have lost talent, and we'll see uh, if they can, can come up with replacements, particularly a quarterback. Uh, but I just think that they, they know where they're going. Andy Thompson's been around the league for the, the, the majority of his life. I mean, he played at Montana, and then he coached at Northern Arizona for more than a decade, and then he's been at Sac State for the last four years now. So... Uh, he he exactly for sure knows what it takes to win in this conference. He's done it in a variety of different ways with a variety of different uh, pools of resources at his disposal. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I do think that the Hornets could be a team that could uh, they could derail all these other predictions that we have about Montana, Montana State, Idaho, uh, some of the other teams that we think are going to be the best in the league. I, st- I, I still stand by that. I think Sacks would be one of the better teams in the league. But I think if they can sort of embrace um, this underrated uh, brand that they have, um, it could be advantageous for them. The one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We did this word association with Montana, Montana State, and Idaho yesterday. So you can certainly check that out on the Nuanas Now podcast. Uh, let's do one more, and then here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to call in for a Town Pump gift card. Not right now, but just in a a few minutes. But here's what you're going to have to do to win it. You're going to have to ask me a Big Sky Conference question. Any question works, but a Big Sky Conference football question. Bring it on, and uh, you'll come on the show. You'll ask me the question. We'll give you a $50 gift card to Town Pump. Just one sec, though. One last one on this note, though, Andrew. At UC Davis, I thought it was fascinating how much respect UC Davis got in the coaches' poll. You made a point yesterday that I thought was a a good one. Part of that's because who of their head coach is. I also think they probably got a, a, a vote for first place from the guy that's now a head coach in the league that used to be the offensive coordinator at UC Davis. I think Cody Hawkins knows exactly what UC Davis has coming back. He's been at UC Davis. I think that's exactly who voted UC Davis first. Uh, not surprised there at all. Um, but I did think it was sort of interesting that the coaches were way higher on Davis than they were on Montana and Idaho. And then it was sort of flip-flopped when it came to the media. Yeah, and that had me thinking, Coulter, just the biggest flashing thought in my mind with UC Davis all weekend was, what are we missing? Right. What What are the coaches picking up on here that, that we are not? Or are they just... I, I think that we're just, we're just buying a lot of the hype of the, the, the programs that we cover at such a closer proximity. Yeah. I mean, the formula is pretty basic. UC Davis has arguably the most prestigious coach in the league. They have a returning first-team All-Conference quarterback. They have one of the three best, or three or four best offensive lines in the league, and they have uh, a premier player, at least one on defense, maybe even a couple. They got the, uh, Zach Kennedy up front and Rex Connors in the back. So I don't know. Maybe we're not missing anything. Maybe we, we need to actually just start talking about UC Davis. Yeah. Well, they've got the chance to to prove that, right? And and I, I think sometimes too, we sort of say, oh, well. Montana Davis is going to be a great game on October 7th, but like the Grizz are just going to win that one. And then you just realize, well, maybe they just won't. I certainly think the Grizz will be a slight favorite in that game, but also it's at Davis's barn, and Davis has got a lot of stuff, including a way more proven quarterback than Montana has. 
Yeah, that that's definitely right. And I just I think that that's why it's so interesting that the coaches had them that high, right? Because I think Davis is sort of a, a Rorschach test team. I mean, there's a lot of good things going on with them. Everything that you mentioned. Yeah. And and sort of are are we down on UC Davis? Or I think we just like like you said, the teams that we cover and then I think we're we're seeing a bit more of the good side of Weber State and Sac State and what they have coming back. For sure. I, I'm not so sure that we're down on Davis. It's just we like a couple teams more than them. But the way the coaches have them, like I said, the third best team in the big sky is a team that, that is probably getting a seed or at least getting real close to it. That's a level above where, where we have them. For sure. Davis also had a crazy first half of the year last year that basically – Almost eliminated them from playoff contention, but then they still almost made the playoffs. They lost two FBS games and they took South Dakota State down to the wire and lost on a two-point conversion. And then they go to Bozeman all banged up and they get run out of Bobcat Stadium. Sean Chambers was the national player of the week coming out of that game. And you're looking at Davis, you're like, oh, they're one and four, they're done. Well, then they won the rest of their games. I think we sort of quit on them early and didn't watch them as much as we should have down the stretch last year. I think a lot of the teams in the league probably recognize that and recognize how good UC Davis was, especially the second half of the year. No one is now ESPN Radio. Call right now with the Big Sky Conference football question. I'm not going to answer it until after the break, but if you call and you ask me, we'll give you a $50 gift card to Town Pump. Call right now, 406-888-1029. First caller, if you got a question about Big Sky Conference football, come on, ask me. We got 50 bucks for you. To Town Pump. Appreciate Town Pump for keeping us fueled up all year long. It's our brawl of the wild by the mile. Every Wednesday, we'll give you a chance to win a $50 gift card from Town Pump. They'll also be helping us give you previews of the uh, upcoming opponents for the Cats and the Grizz once we get into the season. So we appreciate Town Pump for their uh, continued support. Do we have uh, any any lucky callers? I got somebody on the line? Go ahead, a listener. Who are we speaking with? Oh, okay. He's coming on after the break. We'll be right back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Man, I listen to this song so much the summer before my junior year of high school. It was the theme song on Triple Play 2003, probably the video game that I played absolutely the most. Man, you don't realize how awesome and easy your life is when you're 17 years old until you're 36, and you look back on it. Can't believe how awesome my parents were that summer. I remember, I my schedule was was so routine: go lift weights in the morning, go swim in the river uh, in the afternoon, get some lunch, go do speed workout uh, in the early evening, and go work at the Missoula Osprey. On the fun crew, yelling peanuts to everybody. <laughs> this is just so fun. It was just such a great time to be alive. Anyways, that was the theme song on that. Uh, and, and sometimes I would fit in some triple play somewhere in there as well. That was back when I was super-duper obsessed with baseball. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for kicking it with us here on this Wednesday. Uh, several things coming up for you. We got some free wings of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. We also have our ESPN Roundtable featuring Alex Eshelman of the Big Sky Conference to recap the Big Sky Conference uh, 
kickoff media day that, uh, that occurred earlier this week. We also have Brady Reed of Missoula Hellgate coming into uh, the studio. But before that, going to go to the Rangers Bros. RV phone line. Welcome in a lucky caller and uh, the uh, proud recipient now of a $50 gift card from Town Pump. It's our Town Pump uh, Brawl of the Wild by the Mile. We'll do this every Wednesday here uh, on Nuanas Now. And uh, all the uh, lucky listener has to do to earn their Town Pump gift card is just ask me a question about the Big Sky Conference. So what do you got, listener? First of all, who are we talking to? Who, who are we speaking with? Hey, Coulter. This is Drew Owens calling in. What's up, Drew? Good to hear from you, man. Drew was a great athlete at Big Sky as well as at the University of Montana on the track team. So uh, good to hear from you, buddy. What do you got? Hey, good to call you guys. Uh, I was going to see the uh, preseason all-conference list came out. I saw there was a couple of Grizz that made that list. Um, I was going to ask you guys, who excites you maybe in punt return, kick return, um, you know, all the good special team stuff this year? Really good question. Thanks, Drew. Uh, by the way, uh, Drew was uh, as good of a long hurdler as as uh, I've ever seen in my, my time covering sports. He's a similar age to my brother. We grew up with he and his brothers, and uh, so great to hear from him. But he was really, really fun to watch run the 400-meter hurdles during his time with the Grizzlies. So we appreciate the call, Drew. Uh, the uh, the preseason, uh, not, uh, I guess, nominees, honorees for the punt returner and kick returner in the big sky – I think are two of the best guys in the in the United States of America. Junior Bergen of Montana is the uh, the punt returner um, selection, and then Abraham Williams is the kick returner uh, out of Weber State. Now, when Rashid Shaheed at Weber State set the Big Sky record with uh, seven career kick returns for touchdowns, I thought that was going to be a pretty hard mark to to equal or or surpass. Malik Flowers at Montana equaled it. But how about this Abraham Williams kid? He takes over for Shahid, essentially. He's already halfway home. He had four last year. This guy, at one point in the year, had back-to-back 100-yard kick returns. It's actually crazy that people kept kicking to him. So I think he is absolutely one of the best kick returners in the country. And uh, Weber State's found a knack of being able to recruit guys like that and, and just have such a huge advantage in that area of special teams. When it comes to Junior Bergen, I think the only other guy in the league uh, that's as good as Junior Bergen returning punts is the other guy in Montana. I think Taco Dowler at Montana State, who's probably going to be out during the beginning part of the season at MSU. I think he's the one of the best punt returners in the country as well. Uh, so I think it's really fun for uh, fans on both sides of the Continental Divide to have, because uh, not only is Junior Bergen and Taco Dowler uh, two of the most explosive players in the conference, two of the most explosive players in the country, they're also both in-state products. They're all both Billings, Montana boys. So uh, Junior Berger was at Billings Senior, and Taco Dallow, of course, the Gatorade Player of the Year at Billings West a couple years ago. So uh, it's been pretty pretty interesting to be that Billings has produced three unbelievably electric slot receiver slash return guys because Gabe Solser was first, and then he had Junior Bergen and, and uh and Taco Dollar. So pretty crazy that there's just these, you know, three five foot nine guys who are just lightning in a bottle, all from the same town, and they were all in high school basically at the same time, and then they all went on to have great success in the college ranks. So uh, great question. I think that uh, I think that Big Sky Conference fans are in for a treat watching some of the return guys in the league. Uh, Andrew, it's funny. There's um, I think there's not enough talk about Abraham Williams. A couple of his kick returns last year were just silly. I mean, he is so fast, it's unbelievable. To even get four kick returns for touchdowns in a single season is is it's just so unconventional because usually once you get your second, nobody will kick to you anymore. So it's just it's not really even possible to to have that sort of uh, production. But uh, Abraham Williams did it last year, and uh, he's well on his way to being the next great kick returner in the Big Sky. Yeah, he's shockingly fast, Coulter. I mean, it is, it's a little bit weird to watch him because uh, your brain can't really deal with it. I mean, we've had some some great speedy guys in the league. I mean, Malik Flowers at Montana. I mean, nobody hit the crease harder than Malik Flowers. Abraham Williams had another gear, though, man. I mean, you think about, what's, what's that, more than halfway to the record in one year? In one year. It's crazy. I, I seriously think that this is hyperbole for sure, but I think Abraham Williams is the fastest guy in the big sky since Taiwan Jones. And, and Taiwan Jones was, until Abraham Williams came along, the fastest player I've ever seen in the big sky, and I think he could probably say the fastest player ever in the league. I mean, Taiwan Jones ran 
4-3 flat at the NFL Combine. Uh, and, you know, he's been in the NFL for, for, what, 12 years now? Mostly just as a special teams ace because he's just such an unbelievable athlete that uh, can fill so many different roles. So, uh, great question, great talking point. And uh, it'll be very interesting to see... Uh, if and when Taco Dollar can get back in the lineup too, because he's going to be a he's going to play a huge role at MSU for a variety of reasons. I mean, there's Montana State has a chance to be stacked in the slot because Cleveland Thomas was really productive in the slot last year, but they're moving him to the outside. The former Kentucky transfer they brought in Laniata Alexander goes by Junior Alexander, who was one of the best receiver recruits in the nation out of high school and a four star guy that started his career at uh, at Washington. I guess started his career at Arizona State and then and then spent most recently at Washington before transferring to MSU. And then he got Dowler there on the inside as well. And then maybe Christian Anaya as well, who's also an up-and-coming guy in the Bobcat program, but who showed some uh, pretty big flashes as a, a potential threat out of the slot as well. So that's a pretty darn good depth, the inside receiver spot. But also I think Montana State, they need Taco Dowler back big time for his punt return abilities uh, as well. Here's what we're going to do. I want to talk Olympians from Montana, and I also want to give you some free wings to the Desperado uh, from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. we got a couple gift cards for you coming up uh, for the best wings in the city of Missoula. But first, we'll take a break, and we'll talk Olympics, and we'll talk World Cup on the other side. Plus, free wings from the Despo. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I got to see one of my favorite bands, Incubus, on Sunday. I know I've talked about it all week long, but I just I thought it was awesome. But I did not know this. One of my other favorite bands is Three Doors Down. That might actually surprise you. It definitely surprised my girlfriend. But I love Three Doors Down. I think they're awesome. I think the songwriting is awesome. If you listen to the, all three of their first albums, it's, they're, they're a lot deeper than maybe what you just heard on the radio uh, when they were at the height of their powers. But they played in Great Falls uh, over the weekend. I had no idea. I had no clue that was happening. I totally would have tried to make an effort to go if I could have, but uh, I I couldn't, and uh, I didn't. So poor me. I hope Three Doors Down comes back to Montana sometime, because I'd love to see him. Welcome back. On us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. All sorts of stuff going on in Missoula upcoming. First of all, tonight at the Paddlehead Stadium... They're uh, hosting a watch party for the uh, U.S. Women's National Team's World Cup match against the Netherlands. So that's uh, super fun if you want to have a night at the ballpark. I, the Paddleheads are either at home for six-game sets or on the road for six-game sets. So I love when they're on the road, That when Missoula and, and, and the Paddleheads utilize that stadium. It's such a great venue and, you know, you can't have baseball down there every night in the summer, although I wish they would because w- I would go all the time. Uh, but it's great when there's other events there, too, when the Paddleheads are out of town and utilize that awesome setting, you know, right there by the river. It's such a beautiful spot of Missoula. It's right down the street from my house, so that's pretty convenient. So uh, go check out that out if you're so inclined. Also, the Fight Fusion League is coming to Missoula on Saturday, and uh, there's a, a card with about 10 fights on it including a co-main event uh, inclu- uh, featuring a couple Missoulians making their pro debut. Uh, Connell Powers is fighting one of the co-main events in uh, the featherweight division. And then uh, Justin Harmison, who joined us yesterday on the show, he also is uh, making his pro debut in the heavyweight division. So that'll be uh, some fun fights. So here's what we got for you. This is a pretty good deal. We got a pair of tickets to Saturday night's Fight Fusion. We also have a basket of wings for the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. That sounds like a hell of a night. Go have some wings and some beers at the Despo and go on down to the Palheads, watch the fights. Or maybe you do it two different activities. You have the wings later on and uh, just enjoy the fights 
Either way, two tickets plus a dozen wings right now when you call us. 406 888 1029. That's 888-1029. Call number three. We got a pair of fight night tickets for you and some wings from the Despo. Call right now. 888-1029. Every Wednesday, Wing It Wednesday, presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Despo's a great place to watch. All the sports, you watch the that U.S. Women's National Team game uh, down there tonight as well, certainly. And also an awesome place to uh, watch baseball. Burgers, beer, baseball, nothing much better than that. And the Despo can hook you up there as well. So go check them out there on Russell Street, right across the street from the YMCA here uh, in the Garden City. Catherine Burkoff, who's a Hellgate graduate, and Duncan Hamilton, who's a Bozeman High product, who's now uh, running professionally uh, for the uh, the Bowerman professional track team. Each of them are are Olympic hopefuls for sure. It's going to be interesting the way the timing works for Hamilton um, and, and Burkoff as well. But but I'm hoping that they can make it hit uh, when the next Summer Olympics is is coming down the pipe because I think that. Uh, I think Hamilton has a, a decent shot, and I think Burkoff has an outstanding shot. Burkoff is one of the great backstrokers in the world. She's run world-class, or she's uh, swam world-class times several times. She's competed on the world stage a whole bunch. She already has eight medals on the world stage. But those two young people, aspiring Olympians, they got me thinking about Olympians from Montana. And, and so I did a little uh, Google search, and I actually found this sweet website that has this database of all of the Olympians from each state and just little profiles about all of them. So here's a here's some of the, the, the most fun ones that I tracked down. The most recent Olympians from Montana are a trio of skiers, including a great friend of this show, Maggie Voison. She's a whitefish product, and she was uh, an awesome uh, alpine skier, uh, freestyle skier, and she... Went to three different Olympics, but she's joined us on this show several times during my time here on ESPN Radio. Uh, great gal, really fun to talk to. Her stories about being 14 years old on the Olympic team when she was when the Olympics were in Sochi were were crazy. I mean, imagine going to the heart of Russia when you're you know an eighth grader <laughs> and competing on the world stage. It was awesome to, to hear her stories. So she's uh, one of the most prominent recent ones. Darian Stevens, also from right here in Missoula. She was a mogul skier uh, that competed in two different Olympics. So she uh, certainly one of the most prominent uh, from here in the Garden City. And then Bradley Wilson, he was also a freestyle skier. He's out of Butte, Montana. Um, so those three, they've all competed in the Olympics recently. Uh, a couple others that I, I hadn't uh, thought of in a while or had never heard of. First of all, Heather McPhee had certainly uh, heard of her and, and knew about Heather McPhee. She was uh, she's a Bozeman product, and she was in those 2010 uh, Winter Olympics in Vancouver. I remember when I first moved to Bozeman, er, early 2011, there was thought of Heather McPhee making another Olympic run. Uh, she couldn't quite put it together, but she was certainly a really, really uh, memorable one for sure. Um, Dave Johnson, who's, who's famous for... Uh, the Dan and Dave commercials. Uh, he's a, another one that was a, a great track athlete. Um, Anthony Washington was one I hadn't heard of. He's from Glasgow, Montana. He was a discus champion. He competed in consecutive uh, Olympics. He was multiple times an American champion and a world champion. Never got that Olympic medal, but uh, certainly one of the best discus throwers in the world in the, uh, the mid-1990s. Dink Templeton is what I had never heard of. He was uh, a gold medalist in rugby. Uh, he's from Helena, Montana, and he was a uh, first half of the 20th century uh, Olympian. Judy Martz, of course, uh, who was the 22nd governor of Montana, originally from Big Timber. She was an Olympic speed skater, so that was uh, pretty cool. Keely Kelleher, another one I had never heard of. Keely Kelleher is a uh, a skier as well. She uh, competed in uh, the 2010 Olympics. She's from Bozeman as well. So both Keely Kelleher and um, Heather McPhee were both in those Vancouver Olympics. Leif Oren Zimmerman, cross-country skier. He's also from Bozeman. So Bozeman's definitely leading the way here. Levi Leipenheimer, he's from Butte. Uh, one of the great cyclists in the world during uh, 
a, a long stretch of time. TJ Van Gardner, also of Bozeman, he was he has never been an Olympian, but he certainly was a, a world class cyclist during his peak as well. Uh, Lones Wigger, uh, another great one that I had only vaguely known about. He was uh, on the Olympic team three different times and won two gold medals. He's from Great Falls, Montana, and he was an outstanding uh, rifle shooter, target shooter. So he won gold medals in uh, 1964 in Tokyo and 1972 in Munich, and he also won a silver medal in 1964 in Tokyo as well. So that was a fun one to, to, to recap from sort of back in the day. Uh, a couple others here, just updates on uh, Olympians from Montana. Tommy Moe from Missoula, he's a freestyle skier, won an Olympic gold and silver uh, during the 94 Olympics. Eric Burgest, uh, aerial ski jumper, he was a gold medalist as well. He also uh, hails from Missoula, so three from Missoula as well. We got four from Bozeman, three from Missoula, so pretty cool there. And uh, then the last one that uh, that I learned about is Larry Quested. Uh, Larry Quested was a track and field uh, competitor and uh, sort of a throwback as well. Uh, competed. He's from Livingston and... Uh, was a 100-meter champion, both in high school and college, ran at Stanford, and uh, then was a qualifier for the 1968 Olympics. The 1968 Olympics, certainly one of the most iconic Olympic games ever. It was the the Mexico City Games. Uh, a variety of, of unforgettable things happened in that Olympics, uh, including um, the, the, like, at the time, controversial but certainly very important moment where several of the the uh, Olympians from America that were African-American raised their hands with the the leather glove on. And, it, you know, it's one of the indelible and unforgettable moments in Olympic history. So that 68 game certainly had a ton of stuff going, including a guy from right here in Montana running in the 200 meters. So uh, pretty cool. Larry Quested, by the way, we we remembered him a while back because he was uh, he passed away recently, I think last summer. So, um, of course, Tommy Smith, John Carlos were the uh, the men that that held the the hands in solidarity and protest, and that was after the two hundred meters, which Larry Quested ran in. So there was a Montanan sort of one degree of separation away from one of the most iconic moments in in. Olympic history, so uh, pretty cool. So there you go. There's the list of Olympians from Montana, at least that I could find. Oh, one more. Sorry, I I missed one. Pavelina Filipova. Uh, Actually, oh, excuse me. This this database sorted this wrong. This person is from Montana, Bulgaria. (laughs) So this came in the database sorting when I searched Montana. That's why it didn't pop up right away, but this person is actually not from the state of Montana, certainly from... uh, a different Montana, the Montana in Bulgaria. So there you go. I love learning about that kind of stuff, and hopefully you do too. So appreciate you for tuning in and uh, and bearing with me. And uh, if you know any others, Olympians from Montana, text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Let us know if we missed any Olympians uh, from the state of Montana. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. Alex Eshelman of the Big Sky Conference will join us live for our ESPN Roundtable. Maybe if we have time, we'll get to some more word association uh, for the Big Sky Conference football programs as well. And we got Brady Reed, the Gatorade Player of the Year in soccer, coming in as well. Jam-packed hour number two coming at you. Keep it right here. No one is now ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.